Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. And so last night we went down and, and we just, as we greeted people, you can tell there were people that were nervous greeting us, uh, but we walked up to them and we said, hey, we just simply want to pray with you. That's all we want to do. We're not here to recruit you. We just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. Amen. And I'm going to ask somebody in a moment to stand where they are and just tell what last night meant to them, but I've got to share my moment if you don't mind. I was with Skylar and Charm and uh, we were talking to this young homeless man. And, uh, all right, I'm going to get emotional. We were talking to him, and I said, hey, you know, can we pray with you? We were right outside of a bar. And I know the people in the bar saw us, and I didn't care. We began to share with him about Jesus, and he looked at me, and I said, what can we pray with you about? He goes, you know what? I have messed up my life so much, and it's all my fault. I've, I've really, it's my fault I am where I am, and I don't know what to do about it. And I remember looking at him, and I don't remember the exact words that I said. I remember looking at him, it says, and I said, listen, I can't offer you much right now, but what I can offer you, just like the scripture says, I can't offer you the love of Jesus. We prayed with him right then, and you could just tell his heart, but I just saw an emptiness and a hurt within his eyes, and the young man needed Jesus. He didn't know to accept Jesus right then. He still struggled with it. But we planted the seed, amen? We planted the seed in what God is going to do, and when we do stuff like that, it doesn't matter whether they come to our church, and I don't want you to understand that that's not the point of this, is we led some people to the kingdom last night, amen? We're going to continue to go out. We're going to continue to go out. And last night, last night we took coffee, and boy, you would have thought we carried gold with us with the coffee. And uh, next time we go out, we're going to carry socks and coffee. The homeless people tend to love socks. We're going to carry socks with us and just hand them out. And there probably won't be as many cruise people uh, this next time. Amen. Let's give God glory. Amen. So uh, to tell you a little funny story, we, we really covered the area really quickly because uh, there's weren't many people down there, but that's okay. It was just our first time. We were learning, and we went, uh, my team, uh, the, I was with Skylar and Charm. We approached someone, and this lady, was, she was at a food booth, and she says, oh, your people have already been by here. <laughs> and uh, they've already prayed for me. <laughs> and then Skylar and I looked at the food, and we hung out there for a minute, <laughs> and this lady kept offering me food, and I'm like, my wife will kill me if I eat, because it was pulled pork, and it was, you know, and I wanted it so bad, but I resisted, amen, I resisted, and uh, Skylar did, and he bought food, and he, and he gave it to Charm, and I'm like, dude, you're killing me, uh, but this, we were able to talk with this lady, and it's really about relationship, getting to know her, her name is Randy, we're going to pray for her, uh, because she... She's struggling with her business, and she needs to know what to do, amen? 
That's, why, that's the whole purpose of this, is get to know people, not just go down, take our selfies, and go, we're on Facebook. No, we didn't do any of that last night, and I, I let our people know, we do not take selfies with people, okay? If I see that on Facebook, you will not come with us again, all right, amen? Because that's not what it's about. It's about the kingdom of God. What was the other gentleman's name? Louis, is that right? Louis? Okay, we're going to pray for him. Can we just do that right now? Listen, if you don't, you got to forgive me. We're a little, those of us that went, we're a little hyped up, amen? Because we got to, and I'll encourage you, we're going to go in September. I want to encourage you to come with us. And, and you say, well, Pastor, I'm nervous about approaching people. Those of you who went last night, how many were nervous about approaching people? Everybody, okay? Everybody, especially when I scared them about potential violence. They got really nervous about that. But listen, God took care of us, and we're going to pray for this to be Louie and uh, Randy was her name, right? Pray with me right now. Lord, we lift up Louie and Randy, God. I'm not going to go into detail, Lord, about what they prayed about, God, because they confided in us, Lord, and we're just going to keep that to ourselves because, God, you know. You know, God. Lord, this is a new ministry of outreach that has opened up in this church, God, and I pray that you bless it. Not everybody's going to feel comfortable doing this, God, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, Lord, but for those that feel called, God, let us do it with a passion, God, a passion to reach the lost, God. Not to grow this church, oh Lord, Lord, that may happen, Lord, but not to do that, but Lord, to grow your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I pray and bless this message this morning. Amen and amen again. I want to welcome our visitors that are with us this morning. God bless you. Thank you for coming to our church. I hope, hope, hope that you come back. Please fill out a visitor's card so that we can just let you know that we appreciate you coming. And uh, we're going to get right into our message. Amen. I want to read this scripture with you. John chapter 9, verse 1. It's going to be up here on the screen if you want to follow along in your Bible. John chapter 9, verse 1. Are we ready? Ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Now as Jesus passed by, I know there's a, another part to this verse, but I've I got to stop there a moment. Oh, that Jesus would pass by here this morning. Oh, that Jesus would pass by this morning to us. We need Jesus to pass by this morning and to make a stop at the Glacier Valley Church of God. Amen? You know, maybe you're just comfortable here just to, you know, pretend like you're having church, but I'm not here to pretend to have church. I want an encounter with God. Amen? I want Shekinah glory to come down. I want His presence to fill the room. I want us to be able to worship Him in spirit and truth because we have some needs in the house of God this morning, don't we? When you say, Pastor, I don't need anything, you're lying to yourself when you say that. We all have need this morning. We all need something of God. It's a question whether or not we're going to accept it, amen? That's not part of my message. You get that for free, okay? I just want you to know that we need God to pass by this morning, amen? Now, as Jesus passed by. I love this. He saw a man. I want you to know this morning that Jesus sees you where you're at. Come on now. 
Jesus sees you where you're at. You are not hidden from God. When my kids were young, we would play hide and seek, and I would go into the bedroom and lock the door for 30 minutes so they could not find me so I could have some peace and quiet. Amen? I, my wife said I couldn't do that. After a while, she caught me. But Jesus does not play hide and seek with us. He does not hide away from us. I want you to know this morning, he sees you where you're at right now. Amen? He sees you where you're at. He saw a man, he saw a man who was blind from birth. See, Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time. He was ramping up to the time of his death. He was there. He was going to be crucified in this book a few chapters later, a few days later. He's going to go through the Passover and all those things. But Jesus, even though he knew he was about to suffer immensely, he went about doing good. Amen? Anybody ever had a bad day and it kind of ruins your day and you're kind of grumpy? This morning I got to church and the first thing that greeted me was the bear got into our trash can. And the bear just took the trash and he went everywhere with it. And there's nothing like food all over the ground and picking it up and all the nastiness that is involved with that. And would you believe that I got a little grumpy about that? And my nice church clothes out there in the water. Dave come up to help me and I took his coffee. You know what he did? He threw it in my face and landed on my shirt. Actually, that's not true. I grabbed it and I spilled it all over myself. I had, a, I had a big coffee stain right here, and his coffee was hot, right? And he goes, Pastor, I could have done that. And I said, I know I did it myself. You know, it wasn't his fault. But I just had a rough morning, amen? Because you know, when you're having a rough morning, it kind of makes you grumpy, right? Kind of makes you in a bad mood. Jesus knew that what he's headed to was far worse than my grumpy day and a bear getting in the trash can. He knew he was headed for a painful death, although he knew he was also going to be resurrected, but he still went about doing good. He still went and going about touching people's lives, amen? And I want to tell you, if you have a need this morning, he is not too busy. If you have a need this morning, your need he shall supply. If you have a need this morning, he is passing by this moment, amen? He is here to touch you. He is here to give you strength. He is here to bring you hope in a hopeless world. Jesus saw the pain and the suffering that was brought on by a sinful world. Can we all agree that we live in a sinful world? Can you believe how difficult it is out there right now? Christians are being talked about. Christians are being called out like we're the, we're the blame for all of society's problems. Brothers we're not, and sisters, we're not the problems of society. We have the solution to our problems, amen? A solution is Jesus. But Jesus saw the pain and suffering. But what we don't realize, it was not God that brought the pain, disease, and suffering in the world, but the disease and the curse of the sin by Adam, amen? He saw the effects of sin, the fallout on those who did nothing wrong, but yet sin still affected them. Brothers and sisters, I want to share something with you this morning. We're going to go a little deep, okay? Are you with me? We're going to go a little deep. I've noticed here in Juno that we deal with what we call, there's a term for it, it's called generational trauma. It's called this generational, some people call it generational curse or this, and let me just kind of explain what that means is we have things that have happened in our life that we were born into. Come on now. We have things in our life that we were born into. We didn't do it. 
But yeah, we are suffering the effects of things that have happened in our family. We're suffering the effects of things that were done before us. We're suffering the effects of how our family lived in the past, generations ago, and we're struggling with that sin, just like we're the ones who did it. This young man that Jesus encountered, he was born blind. He was born that way. He didn't do anything wrong, but something happened to him. Something was wrong. Something was there. It could have been because of his environment. It could have been any reason, but the point is he was born that way. Some of us were born in a situation where we could experience hurt. We've experienced pain. We've experienced trauma. We've experienced things that people have talked about us in our family, and I want to tell you today, Today, it is time for us to be the new creation that God has called us to be. Amen? It is time for us. It is time for us. You are not defined by the things that happen to other people. You are defined by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? It is time to let go of those things. Amen? Don't tell me that your family suffers from addiction, and that's why you suffer from addiction. I know an addiction breaker, amen? Don't tell me that you suffer from doing sin because of your family. I know a chain breaker, amen? Don't tell me that you have to deal with things because I know somebody who can deliver you. Don't tell me that mental illness runs in your family because I know someone who can heal that today. It is time to put away those things and stop passing it on to our children. Amen? Amen? Amen. Glory to God. I've dealt with teenagers most of my life, teenagers, and they would come in and they would complain about their family, my mom, my dad, my this, whatever, and I would look at them, I'd say, but you're, come, you're becoming just like them. You're acting just like them. That's the point where they started to hate me. <laughs> I'm not like them. Yes, you are, because you're starting to react the same way. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the things that we go through are learned traits, amen? There are learned traits, amen? Listen, I'm not putting you down. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you that God has provided healing here today, amen? God is saying it's time to step away. It's time to walk in a new direction. You need to put aside, you need to put aside those things that hindered you. Man, it's amazing how much weight we carry, right? You ever, you ever gone on vacation and you're carrying like 20 bags of luggage and you wonder why you're carrying that many clothes, right? When you can maybe carry two bags or one bag, amen? Listen, we carry more than what we need. Sometimes we wear like a trophy, I'm this. No, listen, you can be free from that, amen? You can be free from that. We don't need to talk about our, our, our fallacies. We need to talk about the healing power of God. Hallelujah. Cancer runs in my family. Diabetes runs in my family. Headaches runs in my wife's family. But that does not mean that I need to accept it. Amen? Amen? That does not mean that I say it's okay for me. Listen, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to suffer from those things sometimes. But I refuse. Listen to me now. I refuse to say the enemy has any control over my life whatsoever. 
If I get a headache, I get a headache, but I'm going to bless God anyway, right? If I get cancer, I'll get cancer, but I'm going to bless God anyway, amen? I'm going to do all I can to walk in His light and believe for His healing, amen? We need to quit excusing God and start praising God, amen? Come on now. Listen, I know, I know bad things have happened in this culture. Horrible things. Horrible things. But we can't, can we stop blaming people for something that happened? And start realizing that it's time that people stand up and become the people of God? The people of God. Do you realize the power in forgiveness? Amen? Listen, we've all suffered some type of injustice. Amen? We've all suffered from something, but it is time to say, yes, I've been mistreated, but I will walk in forgiveness. I will walk in healing. I will walk in love. I don't need some judge to make things right for me. I need the judge to make things right for me. Are you with me on this? I know I'm saying some things here I'm not meaning to offend, but we need to stop playing the victim, amen? We need to play the victor, amen? Because we are more than victorious. We are more than victorious. And if the things out of our mouth is talking about the past, we're not embracing the future, which is God, amen? We need to embrace what God has given us, amen? Listen, we need to remember the past in the sense that we don't need to ever let those things happen again, but they don't need to define who we are. We need to come together regardless. If you're red, yellow, black, or white, all are precious in his sight, amen? We need to come together. We need to come together. Except for the polka dot people, we don't like them. They're just weird. We need to come together. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care if you're confused about your gender. Amen? I don't, I don't care if you don't know what you are. Jesus knows who you are. Yeah. Am I saying that to excuse any of that? Like I condone it? Absolutely not. We don't condone that. We, we love people anyway, right? We love the drunk, we love the gay, we love anybody, amen, because Jesus changes people's hearts. The Bible said this, he says, they will know that you're a Christian by your love. I'm paraphrasing there. They will know we have to love one another, amen. See, this man was blind. And most people in that day who, who had these kind of defects, felt like God was punishing them. They felt like God was punishing them because of their sin. You know we do the same thing? When somebody has some type of tragedy falling to them, we, we say, well, God must be punishing them. Can I tell you God doesn't operate that way? God doesn't operate that way. Now, God allows things to happen because we choose to sin, right? But God doesn't... The time of God's wrath is not here. God's wrath is coming, but God has not appointed us to wrath right now. Jesus said this, John chapter 9, verse 2, the next verse, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, who was born blind? He said, who did it? Brothers and sisters, sometimes life just happens. Can I, can I share that with you? The Lord reigns on the just and the unjust. My dad, spiritual man, 
pastor, my dad, got into an accident after church Wednesday night. Is he a sinner? No. Well, not that you know about. <laughs> got into an accident. Took out the whole light pole. And, and I want to share this with you. My mom immediately called. Do you think she called me her son? I'm going to do a little therapy here, okay? Did she call her son, her one and only son, to come help her? No, she called my, he, my wife. She called my wife. Didn't call me. Her son, who could actually come help, she called my wife. If you come into over their house, there are pictures of my wife and the grandkids. The part that's folded over is me. Okay? I just had to get that out. Let me, I had to talk that out, okay? But they were, in an, <laughs> they, were in, they were in an accident Wednesday night, and they were there in the rain, and, and uh, I don't know what Richard, there you are, Richard came up, and he was there supporting him. And sometimes they just go through life, right? Was it fun getting into that accident? No. It was, it's never fun getting into an accident. Does that mean God's punishing them? No, amen? It's just sometimes life happens, and sometimes we look at these things through an overly spiritual lens, like, well, God's dealing with them. No, that's not how it works. Sometimes life just happens, just like it happened for this young man that was born blind. Sometimes these things happen, and what Jesus wanted us to know, in the very next verse, in verse 3, he says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Amen. I want you to know, listen to me when I say this. Sometimes we go through things so that God may be glorified in you. Amen. God wants to be worshiped through you. God wants to be glorified in you. Amen. Now, is it fun going through that? Does anybody enjoy having an accident? Does anybody enjoy having a flat tire along the side of the road, especially when it's raining? Not that it ever rains in Juneau. You get out and you have a flat tire, you walk out, and it's in the middle of the road, and you go, well, bless God, praise God, hallelujah. You had everybody do that? Man, I get, when I was picking up the trash and the moldy food, and I was, my hands were all gross, I was not going, praise God. As a matter of fact, I was saying something opposite of that. I wasn't cursing, but I felt like it in my heart almost, you know, because it was just nasty, and I was frustrated, and my wife's out there trying to calm me down. You ever had somebody try to calm you down when you're frustrated, right? You're frustrated, and somebody goes, calm down. What happens? The opposite. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm justified, <laughs> right? Sometimes life happens, amen? But I want you to know, and hear me when I say this, sometimes you go through things so that God may be glorified, so that God may be lifted up, so that God may be glorified, amen? And listen, don't think for a moment that I'm not preaching to myself this morning. These are not steel-toed shoes that I have on because I go through troubles and I get mad. We all pray that prayer, God, if you can use anybody, use me. And then when he wants to use us, we complain about it, don't we? God, use me. Okay, I'm going to send him a little trouble. God, why do you hate me? <laughs> Pastor, God hates me. I kind of do. You call me at 10.30 at night. Don't call me that late. I'm just joking. 
God doesn't hate you. You know what God does? He loves you. And he's going about right now doing good. And I want you to know whatever you've gone through in your life that you're holding on to, whatever you've faced in your life, whatever hurt that is deep down that you don't want to let go, I'm telling you there is a master physician in the house today. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to heal you. He wants to pull that thing out of you and make you whole. As a matter of fact, he wants to change your image. He wants to change your outlook. He, don't want, he doesn't want you to say, I have anything wrong with me, Amen. As a matter of fact, he wants to make you in his image. When you look in the mirror, you see a reflection of who you are, right? Now, when I was younger, I was happy about that reflection. Now that I'm older, not so much. When we look in a mirror, we want to see a reflection of who we are. When, when we're with God, we are that mirror. We are a reflection of him. And he wants to put us into his image. And when we have things that hinder us from things that happen to us in our life, things that we are born into, God is saying, I'm ready to heal that in you. I'm ready to touch that in you. I'm ready to deliver that from you. Statistically, there are women in this room who have been touched inappropriately or things done to them. And I'm telling you, God is ready to heal you this morning. I can't take back what happened to you. But what happened was horrible, but God can heal you, amen? Even statistically, there are men in this room that that's happened to. Can I tell you that God wants to heal you, men? Can I tell you that whatever you've been through, whatever you're facing, whatever challenge you have this morning, there is a healing and loving God who is ready to reach down and make it right, Amen. He's like, come on, give God glory this morning. Give him glory. There was a man in the Bible. His name was Jabez. And when he was born, he caused such pain that his, his mom actually named him Jabez, which means pain. Can you imagine that? You're a child and your mom goes, here, pain. Come here, pain. Now, that's funny, but for some of you, that actually happened. Your parents talking down to you, making you feel bad about yourself, making you feel like you're not wanted. This is what Jabez did in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. See, just so that you know, sometimes we got to go through pain to build a little character in our life. Amen? we got to go through some stuff to build us up a little bit, all right? And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Listen, the world is going to have a memory of you that it is not always good, amen? But God is ready to give you a new name, amen? God is ready to take care of you. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live with pain anymore. I don't want to live with sorrow anymore. I don't want to live with hurt anymore. But the only way I can do that is not going to counseling, although sometimes we need to help us out with that. But the only way that I can do that is to call on the name of the Lord. Amen. We call on the name of the Lord. I love this part, this last part. He said, so God granted him. What are you requesting? 
Man, we, ha- we have family members. They love to remind us of all the things that we've messed up, don't they? Man, they love to tell us, yeah, I remember when you were an idiot, don't they? I remember when you did this. And they bring up stuff that I'll be honest with you, I don't even think is true. I don't remember doing that. Well, you did it. Because people just love putting you. All right, this jacket's got to come off, guys. I'm sorry. I know that I do this every Sunday, but it's high. All right? We, we, they just love to remind us and tell us things that we, you end up sometimes leaving feeling bad about yourself. Listen, it's time. It's time to quit focusing on our past. The negative things, amen? Listen, those things build us up, and, and that's okay, but we need to focus on what God is going to do, amen? We need to focus on what, because the devil is always going to remind you about your past. Now, I'm not calling the family you're a devil, okay? I'm not saying that, but he does use people to try to bring up things that trigger bad memories. I'm telling you, it is time to walk in victory. It's time to walk in holiness. You are a mighty army of God, and we need to get out of the corner that the devil has put us in and march on towards victory victory and start winning people to the Lord. Amen? We need to win people to God. That's the whole reason we're here. Amen? We're here to win people to God. If we win people to God, I don't care what church they go to. I mean, not the Mormon church or the Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't want them going to a cult. But if they feel more comfortable in another church, that's okay. This isn't about building our church. It's about building the kingdom. Now, I want everybody, amen, praise God, I want everybody, I want as many people to come to our church as I can because I want everybody to experience Pentecost. I think that's important, but not everybody's going to feel comfortable with that. Not everybody's going to feel comfortable with the running and the jumping and the flips that people do sometimes, amen? But listen, everybody has their own style of worship. Our focus is to bring people into the kingdom and then let God finish that creation, Amen? Amen. Let God finish that creation. And I've said this before, but you know that healing part that we go through? I got to tell you guys, it's messy. It's messy. It's not, you know, I I hate, I hate, 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 and you can say, well, pastor, don't say that. These are men of God, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I hate sometimes TV preachers, they pray over people, and they do the fantastical, and they fall out, and they act like everything's okay. Brothers and sisters, there's so much more to healing than that. There's so much more, especially with spiritual healing or mental healing. There's so much more to that that needs to be done, amen? And when you start dealing with people emotionally and mentally, it gets very messy because there's a lot of emotions that come out and there's a lot of triggers that come out and you've got to have love and you've got to have patience and you've got to be willing to be with them. Last night as we were talking and Skylar and I were talking about it this morning as we were talking to people, there were people that made no sense in what they were saying. I remember Skylar asking somebody, hey, do you want to accept Jesus? And their response was, and I kid you not, and Skylar, you correct me if I'm wrong, their response was, well, I did not not accept Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that close to what he said? Yeah, I, well, I, I did not not accept. That's a double negative. I'm not sure which it is, right? Because 
they're not mentally, and I'm not saying people are stupid, but they haven't had their spiritual mind woken up. It's a messy thing that we got to get into people's lives. We can't just go in and hand out stuff and say, see you later, bye. No, we got to sit down with them. We got to reason with them and say, do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that he cares about you? We got to get down on the floor like this. We got to pray with them. We got to tell them that it's okay. We got to do whatever. I don't know if I can get back up. We're going to try. Okay, good. Oh, Lord, I'm getting old. Okay. Remind me never to get down again, okay? We got to get down on the floor with them. We got to love on them. We got to put our arms around them, amen? We're going to show them something that no one else does because there's plenty of people that go down there and preach to people. I don't know about you, but I hate being preached at. You know what I'm saying? I want somebody to come put their arms around me and say, look, I know you're going through stuff. I can't help you, but man, I can tell you I'll love you through it. That's what people want to hear, you know? I've, I've told this story, and I'm going to tell you again the story, okay? So bear with me if you've heard it before. I'm still young in the ministry, so I don't have multiple stories. But let me tell you this story. I may never forget, I was going through a difficult time in my life, going through a lot of turmoil, just a lot of things going wrong. I hadn't been to church in about three or four weeks. I was actively involved in a ministry. I haven't been to church and had somebody to call me. And if you ever wonder why we call you, and this is the reason we call you. If we haven't seen you in a while, maybe you think, well, Pastor, you haven't called me. We try to get to everybody. They called me, and they said, hey, Keith, I just want to see how you are. I was like, oh, man. I, I'm so glad that you called. I've really been going through it. I've been struggling, and, and I, I just, my heart hurts, and I'm going through some things. And, and, and I just poured my heart out for like five minutes, and I was in tears. And I was just grateful that he called, and it touched my heart, right? And this is what he said, and I never forget it. He goes, oh, that's great. The real reason I called it is I wanted to talk to you about a product called Amway. Amway's period marketing, pyramid marketing. He wanted me to be a part of his Amway team. He didn't call me to check on me. He wanted me to do pyramid scheme with him. There was no love from him. This was somebody I went from church. I went to church with. This is somebody whose children I was involved with as far as ministry, and his concern was that I would be part of his marketing team. Amen? Listen, we don't do that stuff here. Amen? We want to make sure that you're okay spiritually, and we're going to be with you until you are. Sometimes it's a messy process. Sometimes people got to go through stuff, but we want you to know that you're, gonna, you're not going to walk this road alone. Now, if you want to walk it alone, you can. That's up to you, but here's the thing. You don't have to. Can I say that again? You don't have to walk it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Now, you can say, well, I'm big and tough. I can do what I want to do. You can, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to get humbled real quick. Yeah. You're going to get humbled real quick because the enemy knows how to hit you. The enemy knows how to destroy you. And it, you're going to, I, I, know, someone who, I don't know who told me this, but somebody, maybe it was you, Robert. Somebody was telling me that they were witnessing the people yesterday, and somebody walked away from them and said, it's too late for me. I can't be reached. It's too late for me. It was not too late for him. The devil then clouded his mind. Amen? It is never too late until the Lord comes back, and he ain't come back yet. Until the Lord comes back, it is not too late. Amen? So Jesus, I love this part of the story right here. So Jesus, Jesus spits. How many know spit is nasty? Right? Spit is nasty. He spits into the ground, into the clay, 
and he picks it up in his hand and he forms it and he puts it on the man's eyes. Now, can you imagine what that was like for this man? Actually, to be honest, that was an insult to have the spit come into your eyes. That was an insult. I got to be honest, if somebody tried to spit in my eyes, I'd probably slap them, right? Are we willing to do whatever is necessary to let God heal us? Are we willing to do that? Sometimes that means letting our guard down. Sometimes that means admitting it, that we have a problem. The first step to healing is admitting we have a problem. The first step to healing is admitting that it's an issue, amen? I struggle with pride. When you look as good as I do, you understand, right? Right? Yes, pastor, we get it. <laughs> I'm only joking. We all struggle with stuff, right? But the first part of it is admitting what was strong in our life. We like to bury it down. We, we go to people and say, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? But we're not good, are we? We're not good. We're not good, but we're so afraid somebody's going to go and talk about our business. Listen, they can tell anybody they want, but the only one who matters that knows is God, and he already knows, amen? God knows what we're going through. God knows. I know ministers and ministers' kids that just refuse to talk about what they're going through because the church, they're worried that church is going to talk about the business. Listen, I don't care if you talk about my business. It really doesn't bother me because I know that I'm flawed. I know that I'm not perfect. But what I do know is that God understands who I am and he's helping me achieve who I am, amen? And if that God... If that God is willing to do it for me, I promise you, he has so much more willing to do it for you. Amen? He is so much more willing to take you where you're at. God never said, clean yourself up and come to me. God says, no, come as you are. Amen? Come as you are. Praise God. Come as you are. Man, I never forget somebody told me, well, I'm trying to get things right first before I come to church. And I looked down, how's that going for you? How's that going for you? It doesn't, does it? Hey, you cannot clean up to come to church. Now, you can take a shower and put on deodorant. That's a good kind of cleanup, amen? But, not, you know, but I'm talking about spiritually, amen? We're never going to be perfect to come to church. Coming to church doesn't make you perfect, but I tell you what, it does put you on the right path, amen? It does allow you to set your path and say, Jesus, I want this. See, when Jesus comes into your life and he begins to clean things up, it's like coming into a house. He begins to go room to room. And he begins to clear those things. You know, there's some areas in your life that are packed away so far back that you don't go in that door. You say, don't go in this door. This door is blocked off. I don't want to go in there. There's too much pain, too much hurt there. Can I tell you that's the first room Jesus wants to go to? Amen. You know why? Not, not to make you relive that pain. God, God's not like that, but man, he wants to heal you. He wants to listen to me, okay? We've lived with this pain for so long, we don't know how to live without it. Did anybody hear what I just said? We live with this pain for so long, we don't know how to live without it, amen? The Bible talks about 
in, in Acts, I believe it was Acts chapter 4, that Peter and John went to the temple. He said, silver and gold have I none to the layman, but such as I have give I unto thee. Rise up and walk. And the man stood up, and he didn't know what to do. So he started jumping around because he didn't know what to do, right? Listen, our brothers and sisters, it's time for Christians to stop walking in the mully grubs and start coming to church and jumping and dancing for what God has done in their life. Amen? God has done something in your life. It's time to praise God. It's time to worship. Pastor, I don't do that. I've watched this at gold medal. I've said this a hundred times. Right? This is us gold medal. Right? This is, I'm going to imitate you guys. Ready? And I've gone to Go Cake. Go Huna. Oh, they made a last minute basket. That was really good. In your face, right? No, I've seen all of us, right? I've seen some of you watching football, right? I've seen it, man. Man, you're like, ah! I saw a video when, uh, when I don't remember who it was, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. One team beat another team at the last second. I think it was Cake and Huna, I don't remember. But, or maybe it was Angoon. But they went, everybody's going crazy. And they're like, ah! Man, why can't we do that in church? Hey, man, why can't we worship God in church? Because I'm going to tell you, when Jesus died on the cross, Amen. he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he took, he, he took those keys and he shoved it in the devil's face. And he says, I got these now. They're mine. Amen. I got the keys now. You need to get out of my house. And, and then he came back and he resurrected. Brothers and sisters, I know it's been 2,000 years, but there's going to come a day that we're going to walk on the streets of glory. Amen? Amen. We're going to walk on the streets of glory because he has delivered us. He has delivered us. But we do not have to wait until that day to be delivered from that pain. Amen. See, that's a great thing because there's healing in the atonement. The atonement is the sacrifice of Jesus. There is healing in the atonement. When Jesus died, his blood, his shed blood, brought healing to us, to the church. You don't have to go through that pain. You don't have to go through that hurt. Now, for some, the healing is going to be instantaneous. For others, it may take a little bit. But I want you to know that God wants to heal you. I also want you to know that my God is sovereign. If he heals you today, praise God. If he heals you tomorrow, praise God. If he heals you Tuesday, praise God. If he waits till Wednesday, praise God. If he waits till Thursday, praise God. If he decides to hold off till Friday, praise God. If he decides to wait till the weekend, praise God. If you come back to church and you're on your way in and he heals you, praise God. It doesn't matter when he heals you, just that he will. Amen? Oh, pastors, you're just, you're just making an excuse for God. No, 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 no. I'm helping your faith. Amen. I'm helping your faith because I want you to know that God loves you. Right. See, I never understood God's love. My, my, when I was young, and I know this is hard to believe, but I got in trouble a lot. And no, you don't, you're looking at me, no, Pastor, you were perfect. No, it's true, I got in trouble a lot. And I can remember 
my dad, when he would go to apply the method of punishment to my backside, he would always look at me and he would just say, this hurts me more than it does you. And of course, I called him a liar and that got me in more trouble. But he says, one of these days, you'll understand when you go to correct your children how much you love your children. And when I had my kids, I got it. I got it. I still spanked them, but I got it. I realized, I realized that there was nothing that I would do or wouldn't do to make sure my kids were okay. I was at a meeting in July, and they were talking about kids in the church and what happens to kids in meetings. And these kids that were hurt, the psychologist said that they weren't mad at getting hurt by someone. What they were mad is that their pastor didn't address it and, and tried to hide it. And I'm going to tell you, if something happens to my daughter or my son, then I won't hide it, I'll address it because of how much I love my kids. And I think you expect that of me, right? There's a time that I'm pastor and there's time that I'm dad. And I will be dad at that moment. But if I feel that way about my kids, I would die for them. I would do anything for them. If I feel that way as a dad who's naturally evil, how much more will God do for you? How much more? How much more? How much more? As they put some music on for me, please. How much more? How much more? Now, this is an awesome thing. Later on in that chapter, the religious leaders found this man that was healed. And there was, if you ever get a chance to read it, you need to read the story. It's a phenomenal story. And they, they tried to convince him. They said, well, you weren't really healed. And see, when you receive healing, the devil's going to try to convince you that you weren't really healed. They said, you weren't really healed. And the, the guy's like, but I was blind and I see. I, I think I was healed. And they were trying to pressure him and say, well, you can't be a part of our group anymore. He goes, well, I, I don't want to be part of your group. I want to be with him. Amen. I, I want to be with that guy. And, and they, they kept questioning him and arguing with him. And, and he said this, and again, I'm going to paraphrase, so bear with me. He goes, you know, you guys are asking me a lot of questions. Maybe you want to join them too. <laughs> See, what you've gone through is a testimony. Because there were at least two people in that group who ended up serving God. When we go down and we talk to homeless people, when we go down and talk to people who are on the cruise ships, it can get discouraging where they don't come to the Lord right away. But you don't know the seed that you've planted. You have no idea. You have no idea about them waking up in the middle of the night and God telling them, you need me. You have no idea. And sometimes God doesn't tell us those things because of that reason. He doesn't want us to get puffed up, right? And the guy finally said this. 
He said, listen, I don't, I don't know if that guy is the Messiah or not. I don't know. I'm, I, I have no idea. But all I know is never in the history of mankind has someone who's been born blind been given sight. Whatever you're dealing with today, brothers and sisters, it may feel like, hear my heart on this, okay? It may feel like, it may feel like it's impossible. It may feel like it's never going to happen. It may feel like that there's no way that God can do this. Can I tell you today, I know a guy who can handle the impossible. I know a guy. But the only way you're going to get there is if you enter into a relationship with him. Oh, pastor, I already know Jesus. Well, if you knew him, you would already be there with him. You see what I'm saying? See, a lot of people will claim to know you, but they don't know the real you, right? They don't know the real you. See, if you know the real Jesus, you're walking in healing. Now, we may have to pray for that healing a couple times. Remember one more time? We may have to pray for that, but guess what? God is ready and able to provide healing today. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? See, we believe in healing in the atonement in this church. So guess what I'm going to preach? Healing in the atonement. I'm going to preach healing, amen? I'm going to preach healing because God wants his people to experience heaven below, amen? He wants us to experience his touch. He wants us to experience it. Stand with me, please. Come on, stand quickly. Stand with me. Now, I know I didn't preach this message for my sake, but I know people right now need healing. I know you need healing. We're not going to close your eyes because if you want healing, you're going to have to make a bold statement and step out of your seat and come to the altar. That's why it's here for, amen? The altar, the altar signifies sacrifice. For some of you, that sacrifice may be pride. The altar signifies submission. Come on. Begin coming out of your seat if you need prayer. The altar signifies submission to the Lord. Is there anybody else? Come. 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 Come on, praise him. Praise him. Our elders, if you need to sit on the front row, that is okay. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't accept. Listen to me. Do not accept your
Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.